usually find a good day to do the John Krasinski show, a day where you might have a couple of days to listen before the next Wolves game. We're doing a special emergency John Krasinski show here today because the Timberwolves are playing well. They just won a big game against Sacramento on Saturday. They have another big game against Sacramento on Monday night. It's Monday morning. We wanted to we wanted to talk about this while people are still fired up about it. I know I'm fired up about it. Um, it's just so fun to watch this team figure things out. It's fun to watch this team win important games. And John, as you and I have been saying for a long time, uh, yes, they've had bad stretches. Yes, they've had problems. Yes, they've had to acclimate. Uh, yes, there have been different components that have been disappointing, but they have never been out of the picture. And we kept on saying, if they just win a few in a row, if they start figuring their stuff out, they'll be right there. And guess what? They're right there. They're right there, Jim. And I, I mean, I can still remember. And th- I'm not, let me, first of all, let me say this. this I am not taking any kind of a victory lap right now um, because for right now, this morning, they sit in fifth in the Western Conference. They are, uh, if they win to, tonight, now we're recording this on Monday, if they win tonight against Sacramento, they'll be within one game of the three seed. And so that's remarkable. Like that's, that's just uh, incredible that they have been able to weather the storm and hang in there and all of the other cliches, but they are also only a game and a half out of 11th. That's how close (laughs) and how, how, you know, we we tend to kind of look at these standings and say, Oh man, they're only, they're only going to be a game back of three. That's incredible. Well, yeah, you're a game and a half back of 11. Like, so the, the the line that they're going to walk here really for, I think, the final 30 games of the season is going to be really uh, chaotic. It's going to be very tense. It's going to be you lose one or two games and you drop down four spots. You win two or three games and you go up two or three spots. And, and so I don't think that this is going away that I think it's going to be this way the whole way. So all that to say is like, hold on to your hats. But I remember people tearing their hair out at me. And I think at you as well, early in the season, when we said it's not over, let's not panic. Like it's, they are not buried in the standings. They still have a real chance here. And people wanted to just jump off a ledge like they just it, it i understand they were really frustrated by it all of those things but um but you just kept looking at where the conference was at what was going on and said if they can just hang in there and try and figure it out they can be okay right now it looks like they can be okay if they sustain some of the growth that we're seeing on a fairly regular basis here now he's john krasinski this is the john krasinski show part of talknorth.com Coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio, thanks to our longtime sponsors, TSR Injury Law, All Energy Solar, Head Flyer Brewing, and Manscaped, thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. And thank you for listening to the network. The best way to listen to this show or any shows across our vast network, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's easy. Uh, And once again, we really do appreciate you listening to the network. Uh, So last year, it took them a while to get going. And then all of a sudden, the offense started flowing. Players started becoming more comfortable with Finch's system. Finch made some adaptations, and they were really a really good team down the stretch. It feels like with completely different parts and with Gobert in the middle kind of gumming things up at times, it still feels like that's what's happening this year. Or is that oversimplifying? No, I, I do think like, you know, 
there's two things that have been really encouraging over the last now, right now they're on a three game winning streak and, you know, they, they looked terrible against Houston. Um, but then since then they've really established themselves, um, with wins at new Orleans, even though they didn't have Zion, that's still a really good win. Uh, you beat Memphis at home and then you beat Sacramento at home. Those are three good wins against high quality opponents. And so you say, you can look at that little sample size and you can say, all right, they're not just beating up on bad teams. They're not just, um, you know, uh, taking advantage of of a hole in the schedule. What they're doing is playing good teams and playing good basketball while they're doing it. And so you you look at the level of the opponent, and then you also do start, you can start to see that they are starting to understand how to fit, uh, play with Rudy Gobert. And, um, you know, what we're seeing now is Kyle Anderson really leading the way, getting Rudy Gobert the ball in places where he can do damage. We are seeing Rudy play better defensively. And all of that kind of just really gelling in a way that certainly was not happening earlier on in the season. And I had some conversations with some guys after the win against Sacramento on on Saturday. And, and you can tell that they are now starting to understand the subtleties that Rudy Gobert brings to winning basketball teams. And I honestly do not believe that they saw that early in the season. I think there was a real begrudging acceptance of Rudy Gobert. Um, and lately, maybe in, in this last month, really, they're 11 and four, second best record in the league in the last month in January. They are um, starting to see and recognize that, hey, you know what? This guy really can help us win games. And maybe he's not going to dominate and maybe it's not going to be 30 and 20. And maybe it's not going to be that way, but that he can still bring a very um, high level of of winning player to this team and help us in a, in a big way. And so the recognition of that, I think, is so important for the process of coming together as a team. And that's what we're seeing a little bit right now. It's really interesting, too, because I will watch a game and go bear will end up with like, I don't know, 15 and 16 or 16 and 18 or whatever. And it'll be a great statistical line, exactly the statistical line you'd want to see from Rudy Gobert. And I'll go, yeah, but I didn't like the way he played. I didn't feel mm-hmm. like he, he, you know, intimidated defensively. I felt like he only got the easy rebounds. And then I'll watch a game and his stat line will be nothing impressive at all. I'll be like, God, he was great tonight. He yeah. affected every time. He affected every possession. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great point. And because he still is, even when he plays really well, there are still two or three times where he fumbles a pass, where mm-hmm. he gets, he lets a, a guard get a rebound in front of him, where uh, he does not block a shot that you think he really should have gotten to. And you're thinking, damn, Rudy, like, th- I thought this is what you were supposed to be. And so there are those moments where you look at it and just say, eh, I, I don't know. But then you see, especially in the fourth quarters of these games, you see him right where he needs to be. You see him deterring people at the rim. You see the chase down block of Alvarado at the end of the New Orleans game. You, you see him make those plays uh, that need to be made that 
forever and ever, this Timberwolves team has had a difficult time, um, you know, kind of making down the stretch and closing games out. And so between Rudy doing the little things and then Anthony Edwards doing the big things, it's really a nice combination right now of, you know, kind of uh, uh, to, to of them working together and breeding some really like high quality basketball that is helping them move up these standings. No doubt about it. And and let's get to it because I am among the first to criticize D'Angelo Russell and I don't like the way he's playing. Uh, he has been brilliant lately. He's been, he's been shooting an incredibly high percentage at all three levels and he's been making big shots. It's not just uh, stat stuffing. He's actually been making important shots. And of course, sometimes for this team, I think sometimes the most important shots are in the first quarter. When when D'Angelo Russell makes first quarter shots and defenses realize they're going to have to spread themselves out to cover everybody, it opens everything up. That's it. And and here's the I think here's the most important thing. First of all, two things on D'Angelo. Um, we're going on. It's two full months, Jim. Yep. Of 50, 40, 90 splits, uh, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, free throw percentage, which is elite shooting by D'Angelo Russell. And so, you know, we he has ridden a roller coaster before in his career where he's had, um, you know, nice stretches of production and then bottoms out and then he comes back. And But it has been much more consistent for these last two months with Russell and his shooting, I think then pretty much at any other point in his career. And so that's one thing. The second thing is he is playing with some sort of humility, I would say, in terms of he has accepted, it appears like he has accepted his role as a secondary player on this team. And as one who is playing off of Anthony Edwards um, and and being more of a catch-and-shoot uh, option off of the Edwards penetration, and that is his role. And so what was really impressive to me uh, on Saturday night in, in the Kings game was he hit every shot he took in the first half, eight for eight from the field, seven for seven from three. It was incredible the shooting display that he put on. But in the second half, he missed a couple of shots early. And that's and then Anthony Edwards started to assert himself and really get rolling. And the team started to build a lead. And Russell really did pull back and really said, all right, um, this is not my time anymore. It's time for Anthony Edwards. It's time for Jaden McDaniels. It's time for Kyle Anderson to do it. And let's build the lead this way. I kept us in the game early. Now it's time for the others to take us home. And Russell was 0 for 6 in the second half. He did not shoot well at all, but he also didn't try to force things too much. There was one or two shots maybe that he took that he could have moved the ball. But when you start the way that he did, you don't blame him. Um, he, I, I really liked how he did not get pouty, that the shots did not keep coming his way, even after the heater that he started on. And so they, he just really does seem to recognize the situation, and he is deferring when he needs to defer. And also, Anthony Edwards um, was perfectly content 
to let D'Lo carry the load in the first half. And, and he didn't get as many shots. And, and so he, there just seems to be a nice little synergy that they have. Okay. When you're rolling, I'm going to get out of the way. And now when it's my time, go, go over here and just, you know, and, and kind of suck the defense out and, and let me, uh, let me operate that way. And I, I just really like the way that they're playing off of each other and not, Neither one is getting too antsy in terms of forcing their sel- themselves upon a game. Yeah, very well put. Uh, so much more I want to get to today. We do want to, uh, again, coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services studio, we do want to thank TSR Injury Law, our original sponsor on this program, uh, one of our original sponsors on this network. Uh, we've just been really gratified to work with them and we really appreciate what they've done for us. And if you ever have an injury, they will do right by you. They will take good care of you. They will not charge you unless they win your case. Uh, if they need to send you, if they need to give you advice to go someplace else, they will. But if you are injured and if you have a case, you're going to want good ethical people and they are good ethical people. They will give you a great chance of winning your case. They win a lot of cases. That's why they're a great Minnesota success story. Uh, let's hear from another great Minnesota success story. Oh, and by the way, 612-TSR-TIME is what you need to remember. 612-TSR-TIME. Let's hear about another great Minnesota success story, Head Flyer Brewing. Head Flyer Brewing in Northeast Minneapolis. Been going there for years. Uh, live not far from there. And they've always had great beer. They've always had a great tap room. It's get, it's getting even better as the years go on. They've added some more flat screen TVs. It's now a great place to watch a game. Uh, the, I, I have taken it upon myself the last couple of uh, Timberwolves wins to just swing in there at the end of the night um, after, after a Wolves game, have a beer, relax, chat with some of the really friendly bartenders. Um, they, uh, last time I was in, they had a cryo version of wicked jump shot, which is my favorite beer there. And it's even more crisp. It's even, uh, better tasting than the original version. And they are going to have that on tap. They're going to have that in local liquor stores. So keep your eye out for the cryo version of wicked jump shot. Come on in to Head Flyer Brewing in Northeast Minneapolis. Tell them John Krasinski sent you. They're big Wolves fans. I ran into Nate and Patrick at the Wolves game on Saturday. Patrick has season tickets, uh, so they support their local teams. They loved uh, having fans in to watch games, and they just will serve you great beer and some good f- and some good food and snacks when when you want it. So Head Flyer Brewing, Northeast Minneapolis. Tell them John Krasinski sent you. All Energy Solar, delivering quality solar installations for homes and businesses since 2009. Get a free solar quote at allenergysolar.com slash coach. That's C-O-A-C-H slash coach. New Year means renewed solar energy incentives from local utility providers. Go to go to that website, allenergysolar.com slash coach, to find out what's available to you. Want to save money on your install? Find out what incentives you could qualify from. Uh, hey, if you want to be more green this year, solar energy can help. Uh, the electrical grid is limited space for renewable energy, so beat the rush and plan your solar is- installation soon. Solar with energy storage can provide peace of mind during winter storms and our, our upcoming spring storms. So you can go, again, once again, same website, read the Ebert book on energy storage at and solar at allenergysolar.com slash coach or allenergysolar.com slash battery. Thanks to allenergysolar.com. And now it's here, John Krasinski's world-famous Manscaped commercial. 
Breaking news, Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right, they are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using the code ATHLETIC for 20% off and free shipping. It's time to tame your mane. No one likes a weird beard, so say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with Manscaped's Pro Beard Kit. It all starts with the Beard Hedger. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard, so no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. That's right, face grooming doesn't need to be hard. Get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. Plus, it's waterproof, so you can shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink. The titanium-coated T-blade is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The Pro Beard Kit also comes with three free gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code ATHLETIC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code ATHLETIC. Kyle Anderson is already one of my favorite Timberwolves of all time. Yeah, I mean, I said it the other night, and this is not a high bar to clear, but he (laughs) absolutely is one of the best free agent signings in Timberwolves history. No doubt. Um, you know, you look at Chauncey Billups, Fred Hoiberg, uh, Joe Smith, the second time, not the first time, um, <laughs> you know, several others. They're, they're just this 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 market does not have a long history of recruiting a lot of um, high quality and, and high priced free agent talent. I'd put Taj Gibson definitely in the group yeah. of, of best free agent signings. But, um, you know, look, Tim Connolly has taken a lot of scrutiny for the Rudy Gobert deal and understandably so there's much of that is valid for the price that he paid and the return that they've gotten so far but really overshadowed by that trade was the move that was made less than 24 hours earlier and that was getting Kyle Anderson on a two-year deal for a little less than the mid-level exception he has been essential to what they have done on both ends of the floor he has been a big reason why they have not fallen off a cliff since Carl Anthony Towns went out. Um, and most importantly, he has been a key to maximizing Rudy Gobert. The way that he passes to Gobert on offense, the way that he plays off of him on defense, the Gobert acquisition, you're already all in, you're already underwater on it, but having a guy like Kyle Anderson that helps Rudy Gobert be be effective is just such a huge part of this. And so um, he's having the best season of his career. He is relied upon more by this team than any other team has relied upon him. And he is delivering at an incredibly high level for them. And by the way, uh, yes, everybody is entitled to feel whatever they want to feel about the Gobert trade then or now, but I'm just such a big picture person. They got Gobert so they could go from being a play-in team to being a team that can compete for home court advantage in the playoffs. And as ugly as this has been, that's where they are. And that's where they are without Carl Anthony Towns. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a results business. And they have have this group together for another two, three years. Uh, So, you know, 
they have not lost anything yet. They haven't. And in, one thing that we do have to just provide for context is that in general, um, when to get a four seed in the Western Conference, it's usually takes a much better record than the Wolves right. have right now. Now they are benefiting from there being a down year in the conference some, but uh, you know, j- just for instance, I think the last time that they were in the five seed, let me find it. I have it uh, right here. Um, the last time the Timberwolves were the fifth or higher seed in the conference, at least 52 games into a season was through games on March 31st, 2018, the Tibbs Jimmy playoff year mm-hmm. when they were 44 and 33. And that was in fifth, good for fifth in the West. They were 11 games over 500 and they were still fifth in the West. And so they are benefiting right now. They're two games over 500. They're fifth in the West. So that, that, that is something that certainly has worked in their favor, but it also, I think, obscures the fact that this team has an, a really high amount of individual talent on the team. And it has not fit together great through the first couple of years uh, or for the for, through, for the first couple of months, excuse me. It's taken time, but um, I've never thought when looking at what has ailed this team and this roster, I've never thought it was a talent issue. And I think that in that way, it the the hope was internally that, all of this talent would eventually start to find a groove and find a rhythm together. And that once they were able to harness it, maybe they could go on a nice run and they feel like that is starting to come together. We will see how they sustain it here. Sacramento tonight, golden state on Wednesday night, Denver's coming on Sunday. The the schedule coming up is brutal. Um, So we'll see how they respond to, to it and see if they can sustain it. But Talent, they, they will not lose because they don't have enough talent on their team. They will lose only because that talent doesn't play together, doesn't fit together. And if if you can get it fitting together better the way it has the last three games, now you have something and, and it does feel like the wind is a little bit at their back right now. And, and the other thing is, I think one of the reasons they were willing to go all in on the Gobert trade is they saw that the Western Conference was gettable or at least yes. it was yes. it was a place where you could compete without being one of the greatest teams in NBA history you know so i think they they kind of i think that's one of the, re, the 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 bases bases of this deal is hey if you bring in gobert and you actually this works on any level you got a chance to be a top 4 seed 100% yes the, the the they saw the landscape of the conference and in a and a chance for them to go grab something um, with the addition of a high-level player. And so not only can they go grab it, but the other thing that we've discussed on this show that I don't think enough people have factored into the calculus of why they made the Gobert trade is they want Anthony Edwards in as many high-leverage situations both in the regular season and in the playoffs as possible during his formative years. And that is, they believe, going to build a foundation for him to ascend 
to a level that makes him the kind of player who can all of a sudden drag teams deeper than they belong. And one of the issues that this franchise has had for a very long time is when they do get young, talented players in, they are not able to get them in a situation where they are playing high level, high stakes games enough early in their careers to build a foundation. Carl Anthony Towns did not play. They, he played one playoff series in his first, whatever, five or six years. Um, and Kevin Love, same thing, no playoffs uh, during his time. Ricky Rubio, same thing. Um, and, and so they want to build an infrastructure around Edwards where he is expecting to play in the playoffs and he's getting that experience like Boston has done for Jason Tatum, like the Mavericks are have done for Luca, even though Luca has been more of a kind of a, a, of a leader of the pack that way. And, 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 and things like that, but they there's organizationally, they believe that, that, Stars who have come before Anthony Edwards have been failed by not being in those situations and that it can be detrimental to their development if they are not. And so that is one of the biggest uh, motivators for going for Rudy Gobert is they believed that it would at least provide a floor for Anthony Edwards that, hey, you're going to be in very big games. You're going to be in the playoffs. And that's how you go from a 21-year-old who is on the come up and in the conversation for to be an all-star to a 24, 25 year old who is a no doubt all-star every single year and maybe one of the faces of the league. And, and that's, that's the plan here and we'll see if they can finish it out. One more topic today. Thanks again to Brandon. Check out talknorth.com. Cheryl Reeve, Michael Russo, Anthony LaPanta, Roy Smalley, Lavelle Neal, John Krasinski, The Viking Update Show, Jeff Diamond Show, John Malay on Preps, uh, Mike Grimm on Gophers, Dave Lee on all kinds of stuff, Joe Anderson with The Fun House, outdoor content, variety content. Thank you for listening again. Last topic for today from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, any, I know we don't have any official updates. Any feel for when he could be back? Um, yeah, not really. I asked Chris Finch on Saturday about it because he has not been on the bench with the team for several games now. And Chris Finch said that he's following injury protocols. And so the implication is, is that a seven-footer at, at his stage of his rehab needs to be um, kind of sitting down with his leg elevated. He can't be uh -huh. squeezing himself into those small chairs on the sideline. So that's what he's doing. He did post a, a Carl Towns did post a, a photo of himself watching the Eagles game on Sunday there. He was wearing a boot um, during that, which we don't know exactly. Does that mean there's been some sort of setback? Does that mean there's been any other work done on his calf? Um, it, 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 it's, it's sort of a, a mystery right now. And there's been a lot of mystery surrounding a lot of Carl Anthony Towns injuries over the years. And so I'll try to find more information on that, but it would seem to indicate that if he's still in a boot right now, he's not close to returning to the court. And so I would say that the, the every day that goes by is every day we're closer to the all-star break and every day we get closer and he's not even starting to do any work 
on the court, it would seem to indicate that after All-Star break is probably a realistic timeline. But again, we're kind of left to guess right now because the team has not been very forthcoming about what he is going through and what his timeline is. And that's good. It's good not to be forthcoming because that will not uh, create any wild speculation. No, not at all. Yep, yep, yep. It's very, uh, it's very much. Uh, no one is questioning it. No one is saying he, the, that this is because he doesn't want to be here. No, none of that is going on right now. It's all very level-headed. Um, hey, just get back when you're ready. Type of uh, examination of a situ- of of an injury situation. So yeah, it's I. I it's it can be maddening at times, but this is what happens when a team doesn't really kind of uh, take the bull by the horns, and and maybe when a player doesn't understand exactly um, the importance of being at least as transparent as possible on. And so, people are going to cook up wild conspiracy theories until we get any real tangible information, and we don't have any of that right now. Great stuff from John. Hey, enjoy this week. Big game against Sacramento on Monday night. You get to see the Golden State Warriors on Wednesday. The schedule schedule's difficult. That also means the schedule is going to be very entertaining. Uh, so thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. And we'll be back next week.